0: Good morning. And welcome to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. I'm glad you've made the connection and are with us today. I'm Laurie Fitz, your host, and the goal of our show is to explore a wide range of topics that challenge us to see ourselves, our community, and the world around us in ways that get us thinking, exploring, imagining, processing, and connected. We also look for in our conversations the inspiration to do just a bit more because we've made the connection. We've been going through a lot of tough months, and how to process our feelings and anxiety can be really hard to do. Each day brings on new uncertainties and issues. And if you have young children in your life, Mm -hmm. figuring out how to talk and connect with them can also be stressful. How do we do it? What can be our guide? How should we support them, especially when sometimes we just feel depleted and don't know what to say and don't know what to do? Kids may be acting out. They could be withdrawn or sad or angry, maybe even a little manic. And we feel overwhelmed and needing some help in how to figure out the new normal. And how how can we give kids a chance to be kids? have fun, be happy, but yet at the same time be able to process what's going on around them. So our topic today is how to talk with your kids about how they're feeling and how to support kids to build social and emotional skills that will help them in their journey to be happy, healthy kids. And we have Kirsten Mickish, who is the co-founder and CEO of Connect Human. And she'll be talking with us today um, about a lot of things, but also about her first product, Connection Zoo, how to feel well, be well, and do well. Welcome, Kirsten. Thank
1: you, Lori. Thanks so much.
0: So glad you're with us today.
1: I am very excited to be with you as well. Yeah, you, you know, you talk about what's going on in the world. Um, and and not only are kids really feeling um, the stress of, of all of that that's happening, um, adults are as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many people I've talked to and myself included have been on such an emotional roller coaster and um, you know so our ability to really understand what's going on for ourselves and and be able to manage that in healthy ways is so critical and and then when you think about kids they haven't many of them haven't yet developed those skills Um, so it's um, and it's really, so- really important that we're paying attention to this.
0: And there's so many things that are hitting all of us at the same time. You know, with yeah. COVID nineteen, the kids are home. What happened to their school? Uh, right. What's up with older relatives? You know, why can't they be with them like they used to? They're homebound. You know, maybe they're not seeing their friends. Then they watch TV or they hear their parents or they, they hear about, you know, some tragedies that had to do with the police. What's that about? Yeah. And how do we talk about race? I mean, it, it's always hard yeah. to talk about race. And then you know it's really important on how to talk about these things with kids. And a stress can can be impacted by not talking with them as well, which I think yeah. is something that, that your program opens up how to talk
1: yeah, and it's that is um, such an important thing to um, to consider and to think about. When kids don't have words to express what they're feeling, what's going on for them, they will act out, shut down, or say, "My tummy hurts," or some of their body part hurts. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for us when they're unable to express what's going on. It's hard for us to support them. It's hard for us to help them work through that. Um, and so we see the behaviors and oftentimes want to, that feel compelled to address that behavior. But what's really important to understand is beneath every behavior is a feeling, and beneath every feeling is a need. And so we need to get beneath those behaviors to have conversation about the feelings, so we can identify the need. And that's where we can really step in and help support them in, in whatever they need.
0: So your Connection Zoo teaches a vocabulary about how to talk about feelings.
1: Yeah. So um, Connection Zoo um, is, is a play-based learning um, tool or system that teaches kids social and emotional skills. And we use um, animal images. And fun facts to create an association between each of the animals and some aspect of the social and emotional experience. So as kids get to know their animals, they develop a vocabulary that helps them more easily express what they're feeling, how they're thinking, to be able to ask for help. Um, and and so with Connection Zoo, we um, we have uh, created it in a way that um, uses play to kind of open the door. So. Kids love animals, or most of them love animals. So that's kind of the initial invitation um, to, to engage with Connection Zoo. Um, but then they also, of course, love to play. I think it was Mr. Rogers that said play is the, the work or play is the language of kids, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, a, it's a, a really awesome way to connect with kids um, first and foremost and to create those strong emotional bonds, but then to be able to teach them um, how to start to identify and express um, what's going on for them, and, and the ideal situation is that you use it on a regular practice on a regular basis to build a practice. So maybe it's every night before bed or at dinner, um, because we want we want the um, the practice of and the ability to um, express what we're feeling and how we're doing and to ask for help to be a habit. We want that to be a part of just how we are, how we do, how we live.
0: And I think people in general, you know, like animals kids do too, but you used an example with me the other day that I just loved yeah. in terms of a hummingbird. And and who doesn't mm. love watching a hummingbird <laughs> and are just I've got a hummingbird feeder in, in front of my kitchen window and it 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 is so lovely but you can see those those wing beats so quickly. And it's such a wonderful representation of anxiety when things are all fluttering. And if you can mm. share with your daughter or your son or their friends or your nieces, nephews, or grandkids, you know, are you feeling like a, a hummingbird and, yeah. and really listening into to their reaction, I have to believe yeah. can produce a really powerful conversation.
1: Exactly. And, you know, we've, um, it's, It's again, it's something that kids can relate to and, um, and so to be able to say, um, I feel like a hummingbird right now or my heart is beating like a hummingbird. The, the fun fact for hummingbird, which, which helps make that association is that a hummingbird's heart can beat up to 1,260 times a minute. So it's, uh, it, it, kids seem to love fun facts. (laughs) They, they like to collect them and, um, and so they, uh, that then sticks with them that, oh yeah, heartbeats. Fast heartbeat when my when I feel like that—that's hummingbirds.
0: Can you give me another example of another animal and, and a good conversation about that animal?
1: Yeah, so um, I will. I'll use the, the puffer fish.
0: Okay. Um,
1: so with the pufferfish, if you um, think about a pufferfish when they um, you know puff up, it's to um, keep enemies away or to you know keep threats away and to be able to um, escape and. Um, and actually, that one came from uh, this wonderful um, kid that we met. Who, when we talked to him about um, Connection Zoo, um, he is uh, he is autistic, and we were sharing with him about um, Connection Zoo, and he said oh, he 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 had some ideas for us. And one of them was um, he said either a porcupine or a pufferfish. And he said because you know sometimes you just want to escape from people you just want to either kind of push them or maybe you're maybe you don't want to push them away but you're kind of pushing them away you put your 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 spines out right and um and he said and that's not healthy that's not helpful but sometimes we feel like that and um and so that helps um us talk to to kids about um when you feel that way um, you know, talk about what's going on for you. Do you. Where do you feel that in your body and what's happening in your, in your mind? And what are some other – when you're feeling those ways, are there other things that you can do um, instead of kind of pushing people away or trying to escape? Um, or maybe you escape for a short while and then come back. Um, he also uh, gave us another um, another idea, which, which we incorporated, um, and it's a shark. Uh, great White Shark. And he said, you know, sometimes it gets really tough. I get overwhelmed, and I just feel like I can't keep going. And he said, you know, if sharks stop swimming, they sink. Huh. And yeah. so we have to remember to be like a shark and keep swimming. We have to keep moving forward. So there's a couple examples there. Um, and it's it's funny with the um puffer fish I was having a conversation with an adult a professional adult <laughs> and um and we were we were talking about some of the cards and later in the conversation he goes you know Kirsten I realized I've really kind of been acting like a puffer fish at work yeah. and I think I need to um, pay attention to that so you know we've had adults tell us um that yeah they play with their kids with this but they 've said, but I think I need to talk about my animals too <laughs> well,
0: what a joy <laughs> it must have been to collect these animals for your zoo um, yeah. and, and collect this for for really good communication exercises um, yeah. and and my guess is is that as you see other animals, you you go, Oh, we could have that one in the future well, oh no, yeah, that, that would be kind of fun too <laughs> now, I want the audience to know that if if you're curious about um finding out more about what this this wonderful game is you can go to connectionzoo.com and in our next segment we're going to be finding out a little bit more about how it got created um, a wonderful story about Kirsten and her her son um, but it, we have a, a, about a minute you want to share your own a little bit of your own personal experience of why this was important for you personally Kirsten Yeah, thank you.
1: Well, growing up, I experienced a lot of anxiety, um, both generalized and social. And I also had some strong perfectionism tendencies. And so I did everything I could to make sure nobody ever knew that I was scared or having a panic attack, that I, um, you know, what was going on for me, because I thought that they would think of me as weak or broken um might find out I wasn't perfect. And so I became a great pretender. <laughs> I was really, really good at hiding all of that. And I now the one thing that I developed was a, a great deal of courage because I had to step into situations that terrified me to pretend that everything was okay. And unfortunately, um, you know, I had all these people around me that would have been supportive and would have been helpful, but I never asked for help. So I spent many, many years through childhood and into my young adult life um, feeling scared and alone and thinking I had to do this by myself. And so I, you know, as I learned to start to talk about how I was feeling and as I learned to start to ask for help, as I learned to admit I don't know how to do this or I can't figure this out. It was like this this big release, and I was able to um, uh, not only enjoy life a little more, but reduce my stress, so from a well-being perspective, but also perform better. And when I say perform, but but whether that was, you know, in all aspects of my life. So, you know, for me to be able to um, bring something to kids that can help them not feel like they have to do this alone um, is really important to me.
0: And we'll learn more about Kirsten's uh, Connection Zoo coming up and how it got started and some things for you all to think about and when you're dealing with kids especially and perhaps your own feelings about what animal are you and how might you take care of that animal. So we'll be right back after just a a few announcements. um, But stay with us. We're going to make the connection at Connection Zoo. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show. I'm your host, Laurie Fitz, and today we're talking about how to support kids, especially how to communicate with them, how to build social and emotional skills that'll help them in their journey to be happy and healthy and give you some guidance on how to do that. And we've got Kirsten Mickish, who is the co-founder and CEO of Connect Human, and her first product that she's been launching and doing a beautiful job is Connection Zoo. It's how to feel well, be well, do well. And she developed this with her son. So not only is it a good way of uh, connecting with your kids, but in your case, Kirsten, you actually created a game with your kid. <laughs> Tell me about that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, he actually um, is the, the, the brain behind it and the designer behind it. Um, he, when, when he was um, going to college, he um, one of the things that he kept hearing about from a lot of his friends was the, the level, and experiencing himself, was the level of stress and anxiety that they had. But one thing that really caught his attention um, was the level of social anxiety. And he is probably the most social person that I've ever met. And when he heard about how much that that was affecting his friends, he thought... How can people not be experiencing the joy that I experienced in the relationship in in you know in relationship with others, and um, and so as he did a little bit more research on not just social anxiety but um, more broadly, he thought, what if you know we we all need to learn the the skills to be able to cope and manage because life throws stuff at us all the time, but why would I you know if I were going to design a product why would I start with um, adults. Why wouldn't I start with kids when they're in their, you know, really important development stages, so that they can build a practice for life? And when he um, designed this product, and and I was um, in the process of thinking about leaving corporate America, we started talking. Well, should we? Maybe we should try to do something with this. And um, so we spent some time um, both on the idea of working together and building a business together and also um, around development of the product and um, decided to go for it. And so, you know, all of 2019 and now into 2020, um, this is what we've been working for and are, you know, now out there. Um, it's, it's now out there and available. But uh, it's it's been a really cool way to um, spend time and build a different kind of relationship. Uh, With my
0: son. And for the folks that may have joined us and didn't hear about what the product is, it's a game and it allows you to do some meeting and greeting and playing and practicing (laughs) using animal cards and being able to identify feelings and learning fun facts to know and tell about an animal. That helps you create a vocabulary, an animal vocabulary for feelings, and allows you to go and dig a little bit deeper. Can you share a little bit about how how it may work? You know, what a, a parent yeah. would do when mm-hmm. when that package comes to their door. <laughs> what are they supposed to do? How, how do they use it? Yeah.
1: Well, one of the things that we've um, heard from a few customers is when the package arrives and they open it up, the the design is is pretty, you know, visually appealing, and um, a few of our customers have said the kids have grabbed it and wanted to just start, you know, touching and feeling and looking, and we're like, great, do that first. So just let them let them get familiar with them. Um, there's a special coating on them um, that really makes them soothing to the touch, so, so just let them um, get acquainted. With the animals and and start to you know um, mess around with the fun facts and so on. So that's the first thing. Is and we kind of call that meet and greet, right? Um, and then we offer eleven different ways um, to play with Connection Zoo, and some of them are uh, more conversation based <laughs> types of play, and others are more game play um, where you can earn points and so on. And and then we encourage, um, so we encourage our customers to try the different ways and see what works best for them and create their own ways. Um, because ultimately, um, this is about uh, whatever works for you. Um, and then, so play is kind of that, that second um, piece. And then the third is to practice. And as I mentioned in the, the first segment, ideally, um, what you want to do is, Make talking about your feelings and, um, and, and trying different ways to manage them effectively a practice, a habit. And so finding ways to, um, build conversation, to build play with Connection Zoo into daily routines is something that we encourage. And it's really easy to take on the go. You know, you can take them in the car, you can throw them in a purse, et cetera. Um, so that makes it
0: easy to um, to be able to do that. And I love the concept of taking care of your animals is really taking care of your feelings. So yeah. as you anthropomorphize your <laughs> this 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 little dog becomes how do you take care of your dog is really how to take care of yeah. you. And sometimes it's hard to know how to do that, but if we have an image, especially an image that we love, um, and we understand you know, how cats are and dogs are and birds are, and um, it, it gives us insight as to what we might be feeling, and then it gives us an empowerment to be taking care of them, and it's okay and it's important to take care of the feelings. Which I think yeah, is a really our, strong message. I mean, sometimes people are taught you. not to cry and be brave yeah. and, you know, stuff your feelings. I mean, which is probably the worst thing you can do to a child. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: you know, um, we the, what, the way we talk about this is that kids are, uh, we invite them to be a zookeeper. And so as a connection zoo, the zookeeper, your responsibilities are to know your animals. To talk about your animals, to take care of your animals, and invite supportive people to um, visit your zoo to take hear about your animals. And to your point, as we take care of our connection zoo animals, we're taking care of ourselves. And you know, one of the things that a lot of us have been taught—not necessarily directly, but certainly indirectly—is um, to not feel or not feel in front of people, right? And um, there's there's so much evidence that um, tells us that the most healthy thing to do is feel your feelings, no matter what feeling it is, right? All feelings are normal. All feelings are valid. And if we really sit with those feelings and we kind of play with them and get curious um, and spend a little time with them, they teach us things. They teach us about ourselves. And um, when they show up the next time, we're a little bit more, uh, we know them a little bit better. We know how they might show up. We know how we might um, play with them in a way that might be healthier.
0: And when, um, and, so, and when we take care of animals, we really cherish them, right? And so it feels like yeah. we're teaching kids that they can cherish their feelings and that yeah. there isn't a judgment of a good or a bad animal. They, yeah. they all need attention. And when they don't get attention, that's when it gets hard. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's When we don't give them attention, they just keep coming back. Right, <laughs> bothering us.
0: Bigger um, and scarier. <laughs> yeah.
1: Now, what I will tell you is, and kind of back to my story is, um, I became really good at not not when I pretended to um, when I pretended to be okay, so that others would think I was okay. I had to learn how to um, kind of deny, how to, how to avoid my feelings and deny myself those feelings and, and what I learned is while I was trying to hide and and, and ignore those um, feelings that didn't feel good, I and so I wasn't feeling them fully. I also realized I wasn't feeling the good feelings fully either because I was so guarded around my feelings. Um, and so, uh, I have I, one of the things that's been really helpful with the development of Connection Zoo is me getting in touch with my own animal, yeah. and um, and deciding that I'm going to really practice more than I ever have, feeling all my feelings that show up. And that was back in um, at the end of last year that I committed that to myself. And so I've done a lot of practice the last few months, as you can imagine. Um, And so many people I've talked to, when I've shared with them, you know, there were a few days where I cried and cried and cried, and they'd say, thank you so much for sharing that with me. I've been crying, too, and I thought maybe it was just me, and I'm like, oh, no, not you. No. Nope. And good for you for crying.
0: And isn't that great to model for kids that we can all experience our feelings? Because sometimes if kids, they can be hard to read. You don't know quite where they're at, but... If there's a way to get them to be able to talk about it, we can better support them. And you really give some really interesting techniques and practices to help discover what it is that we can do to help meet their needs. Because we may think we're meeting their needs because we're kind of yeah. guessing what's going on <laughs> and doing our best, but we may miss the mark completely. And wow. having something that allows us to go, you know, yeah, I feel like a hummingbird right now and... I, I understand you feel like a puffer fish. So how we <laughs> how do yep. we get these two animals to like kind of figure out how to be with each other and be okay with puffer fish yeah. and hummingbird, um, and and be able to even have kids ask you know have them support us uh, when we don't know. Absolutely,
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, you you said something really important around um, kind of what we model, right? Mm-hmm. And and so. Um, it's not what we have to remember is we're thinking about um, how we are with kids, particularly when they need our support. Is we we're not there to fix them. Right. It, it's not about fixing your kid. It's about partnering with them to understand that need beneath their feeling, so that we can figure out how can we work with you. How can we help you start to build self-management skills, um, and, and what can I do to help you you get there, but based on the need, not just the behavior that I'm seeing? Because, that, again, that behavior is an expression of what they're feeling, but it may be very misleading, right? That We, we, we make assumptions based on what we see. So, um, you know, if we're feeling frustrated, saying out loud in front of our kids, you know, I'm feeling really frustrated right now. And that's making it difficult for me to, you know, to, to be with you or, or or to be doing this particular thing. You know, I think I'm going to take two minutes, and I'm just going to go sit by myself for a minute and take a few deep breaths. So doing things like that out loud in front of your kids, first of all, normalizes, in that case, frustration. It normalizes that people get frustrated. That's okay. That's valid. Two, um, that I can say that out loud. I can tell other people I'm I'm feeling frustrated right now. And three, um, here's something I'm going to try. So I'm going to self-manage. Here's something I'm going to try, you know, to be able to take care of this. I'll give you an example um, uh, about, you know, kind of how this can work. Um, We, um, when my son actually, who uh, co-founded the business with me, when he was um, younger, he, as I mentioned um, before, very, very, very social. So when he was kind of calm, cool, and collected, you know, social, kind, empathetic, etc., cetera, um, when he would um, start to escalate in terms of level of stress and, and would kind of hit his breaking point, he would get very angry and not be good around people. And my um, initial reaction to that was to want to fix him, want to comfort him. Um, he didn't want to be touched. He didn't want to be fixed. My husband um, would more naturally kind of meet him where he was and also want to yell and be angry. <laughs> and we had to take a look at ourselves because uh-huh. all we did was escalate. Yeah. <laughs> all we did was escalate. Yeah. And then start to, um, once we looked at ourselves and went, wow, what are we doing? This is not helpful. Then be able to talk to him about that. When when you got really angry here's what I did, and that didn't seem to be very helpful. So to kind of talk with him about that. And then we started to um, uh, partner with him to say, let's try some different things. When you feel like that, first of all, what are the signs that you're starting to get to that point so that maybe we can help you and you can help yourself before you get to that breaking point? Um, and if or when you get there, let's try some different things. And to this day, he still, when he starts to notice um, and that's the biting of the fingernails, chewing the inside of his lip, fidgeting, you know, his knee bouncing up and down. He now now can recognize that and can usually stop himself or, or start to calm himself before he gets to that that breaking point. And he, the big thing that he found works for him, and again, he now self-manages, of course, he's older, is he says, I, um, I'll be right back. Yep. And he will leave and be by himself, and sometimes it's only two minutes.
0: And he's good. What I love um, about but, what I love about that story is that I think we all have an instinct, you know, when we're taking care of kids, to want to control them. <laughs> it's yes, just yes. <laughs> we feel like that's our responsibility, and especially when it, it's out of control, we feel like we need to get it back into control. And I think yes. you're flipping it around, going, "Okay, I can't control this." But there's a way that I can support a better outcome and yes. I can connect in a different way that truly can find out how to help them in their moment of what they need and help identify that. And isn't that in the long run so much more important than just trying to, you know, create law and order <laughs> in the whole Western totally. But really create that sense of um, shared meaning. I got to yeah, take well, a break. Me, I got, oh, I'm yeah. going to let you save that for our next segment but we'll we'll be talking more about the workshops and other programs that you do and and how to be dealing with childhood stress and anxiety we know that lots is going on right now and trying to figure out what that normal is but ideally Connection Zoo can help kids learn how to feel well be well and do well so stay with us we'll learn more from Kirsten about the good work she's doing here on Connection's radio show on AM 950 the progressive voice of Minnesota Welcome back to Connections Radio Show. I'm Laurie Fitz, and we're talking about how to support kids, how to talk with them about how they're feeling, how to build social and emotional skills that will help them on their journey to be happy and healthy. And we have Kirsten Mickish, who is the co-founder and CEO of Connect Human. Uh, she's got a great new product called Connection Zoo. It's how kids can feel well, be well, and do well. And we know that childhood stress and anxiety are on the rise and it's tough being a kid. And even when things are normal, it's tough being a kid. And so then you put on top of that the normal emotional development of a kid. That's what they're going on in, in the world today. It's hard. Um, but Connection Zoo is a little animal card game. I don't even call it a card game. It's an animal philosophy. I think. um, (laughs) There you go. For conversation and gameplay, Um, and it helps helps a parent not feel like it's so hard right now. (laughs) It gives you just something else for uh, a connection. So tell me, uh, we were just talking about in our last segment. How kids get out of control. Our natural reaction is, how do we control the situation? And we don't always do the right thing when we're we're trying to just create order instead of figuring out what the the child needs. Tell me about that.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, I think one of the important um, philosophies that uh, that we have is connection before correction. And and so, again, you see a behavior, and, man, you want to fix it, you want to correct it, you want to stop it. Um, but beneath that behavior is a feeling. Beneath that feeling is a need. And so to be able to connect with your child first, to first send that message of I love you no matter how you're behaving and I'm here for you is so critical. And then um, and, and when they're at a heightened level of stress, They're not in a place to learn. They don't want to have somebody help them make sense of the world when they are really stressed or really angry or have a high emotional state. So being able to help them come down and then make sense of the world in terms of, any kind of um, correction or discipline
0: is much, much more effective. And you use animals, which I just love. Kids love animals, they get excited to learn about animals and the fun facts. But it's also each one of those animals are associated with a different aspect of social and emotional experience, and that's what gives it yeah. the vocabulary, helping the kids to identify what they're experiencing, giving them, you know, a, a an ability to look outside and not just be confused on the inside, and um, learning how to take care of them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and we, you know, we have um, a, a number of different types of cards, so the, the ones that we Uh, we talked about in earlier segments were those associated with um, the feelings that we have. We also have some that are associated with calming um, techniques. So um, big bellied seahorse breath or um, the snake breath, which is one that kids Uh love a lot. Um, We've got skills cards as well. So um, the, uh, the three toed skink, (laughs) <laughs> one example um, is one that um, It's just fun that saying that have, say, say that I, again
0: I what three, what three, what is this animal I'll say it again three the three-toed skink <laughs> yes. what yes. is that and they
1: have well, it's it's uh, it looks like a snake with tiny little arms. <laughs> so um, we we try to use very specific and and different animals so that um, you know to to also give kids um, a view of some of the world animals that maybe they wouldn't normally see. And and that one we have in our educator deck. And um, it's it's a skill around raise, you know raising your hand. How do you um, how do you uh, uh, you know, kind of stepped into that place of being able to contribute, right, in, in the classroom. So there's skills, um, how to introduce yourself and how to disagree. Um, that's a good one right now. There's a lot of uh, uh, space for different opinions. And then we have um, some cards that are uh, more associated with, with thinking or kind of mindset. Um, and so the the great white shark that I mentioned earlier, um, in terms of keep um, moving forward, right, or adaptability. This is one of my favorites. My son and I disagree on this, on, on the, whether this is cute or not. Uh-huh. Um, but it's the water bear, which is also called a tardigrade, and it's a microscopic animal that um, is, it can literally adapt to, you know, any environment. And so we have that one associated with adaptability and, and how can I develop an ability to adapt. Um, so... Uh, Yeah, so they, they help, you know, kids, um, uh, first be able to identify what's going on for them, normalize that it's okay to feel that and, and take the time to feel that. Um, but then they have, they can, they have a name for it. They've got that vocabulary to say, okay, I'm feeling this. This is what I'm feeling. And then, so we say, feel it, name it, and mention it. And the mention it part is all about the conversation. And that can be scary um, because so many of us either have been conditioned to not talk about how we're feeling or we don't always feel like we have the words to talk about what we're feeling. And so, you know, we talk about this kind of conversation as courageous conversation.
0: And with that, I'm going to have our audience... um Stay tuned with us and learn more about the Courageous Conversations in the next segment. And we'll be talking about suggestions on, on not only how to connect with kids, but how to get the Connection Zoo. Uh, maybe you're interested in a workshop. Uh, learn what, what what can be done in learning about Connection Zoo. And I'm going to uh, encourage you to go to ConnectionZoo.com and know that there is a free guidebook uh, with a six-step process that you can get. We'll tell you more about how you get that unless you want to go ahead and go onto the website before you come back. But stay with us, and we'll be learning more from Kirsten about how to connect and how to do it through Connection Zoo. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show. I'm Lori Fitz, your host, and we've been talking about how to connect with kids and the Connection Zoo, which helps kids learn how to feel well, be well, and do well. And we have the co-founder and CEO of Connect Human, Kirsten Mickish, who designed this with her son. As you said in the previous segment, he was really your, your son's brainchild, but you jumped right on and said, yes, we need this. We, le- we need to learn how to connect with kids in really powerful ways. And you've done that by designing um, animal carts to help. Kids mm-hmm. learn to talk about what they're feeling by ex- learning about an animal, talking about an animal, and taking care of that animal. Yes, <laughs> yeah, <Yes. laughs> yeah, and
1: um, and I, you know, I mean, ultimately, um, what uh, what we know is the, the power of conversation with with someone you trust about those things that um, that are scary or hard um, can make all oh, the difference in the world in in terms of. Uh, being able to help uh, the child feel supported and ultimately to build skills so that, um, you know, as as, as they're young, we're, we're helping them co-regulate, but ultimately, we want them to be able to do that on their own. Um, so that's what we're really trying to do is build those skills, um, but we need the parents to partner <laughs> with the kids to make that happen.
0: And we, at the end of our last segment, we talked a little bit about the Courageous Conversation Guide. So uh, ways to find the Connection Zoo is you can go to ConnectionZoo.com. And it looks like there's a conversation guide with some additional resources. Uh, tell yeah. me a little bit about the free Courageous Conversation Guide and resource list yeah. and the discount that you're given.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um, the Courageous Conversations Guide, we um, basically give you a six-step process to, to have those conversations that the greatest conversations are the ones you don't want to have because they, um, because they take courage. <laughs> yeah, they take courage. There yes. you go. Right. And you, you don't have courage without fear. So there's right, no fear right. there. Um, but they're, yeah. So they're emotionally scary. Um, and or the relationship stakes might feel high, but when done well, you can create shared understanding and strengthen relationships and build stronger emotional bonds. And, um, you know, the, the thing that's wonderful about this process, and, and I'll just say the six steps, you can get the guy to learn more, but it's pause, invite, listen, love, open, and walk. And what's, um, wonderful about this is two things. One, it spells pillow, and so if you think about the, the discomfort that comes with courageous conversations, you can think about kind of that, the comfort of your favorite pillow, um to kind of, to to squeeze and hold on to during that conversation.
0: And Um, and I I also like that you suggest doing it at nighttime, maybe before they go to bed so they can squeeze that pillow. And 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 they can actually, yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it could be figuratively or literally. Yeah. (laughs) on To that pillow. Right. Right. And, um, but no matter what the topic is, if there is some emotion beneath it, this can work. And so whether it is what's going on with COVID and how you or your child might be, um, processing that, or not process, processing it, and need to, as the case may be. And may, or maybe it's the they George need to avoid murder.
0: Maybe they. Oh, uh, I was going to say, along with COVID, maybe they need to go to the doctor, and that, yeah. and it already is stressful it, to go to the doctor. Yeah. But what does it mean during this time? And are there additional fears yeah. that we don't know about in, in digging a little deeper? And I didn't mean to overtalk. Absolutely. No, no. When you were talking, because the George Floyd <laughs> is huge. Um, yeah. It, it it's breaking kids' hearts. I mean. I'm hearing kids say things that just rip me in two because um, yeah. they're scared, and and we all yeah, are. So, it,
1: exactly, and so this is a, it's. There's always it's always the time, but even more so now with all the world things going around uh, going on around us. Um, this is the time to really, if you haven't established a process or a practice, say around conversation related to feelings and emotions and the heavy stuff. Um, that might be going on, this is the time to do it. Um, and we also include in the guide um, a list of of books that can prompt courageous conversations with your kids. And this is on a variety of topics, including but not just limited to anti-racism. Um, so there's, you know, there's conversations about sexuality. There's conversations about bullying. There's, there's a lot of different um, opportunities for us to have these courageous conversations, and they're important. We need to be doing that.
0: And I love that you're also willing to uh, have folks be able to get a monthly newsletter from you and that you're giving yeah. 10% off the Connection Zoo product. Right
1: now, yeah. Yeah, for the next month we will be doing
0: that, yes. Well, that's terrific. And in looking at your relationship with your son, my guess is that it's been enhanced by working together and making discoveries as you work together on this. And what a blessing that has must have been too.
1: It it has. I mean, we've we've gotten to know each other now. He's a young adult, so um, uh-huh. we've developed this this different adult relationship. Um, you know, with with all family businesses, there are family dynamics sure. that come, come that come up, but. But generally speaking, it has been a really awesome opportunity. I would not trade it for
0: anything. And maybe you've even used the animal cards in conversation about your business. (laughs) Um, Occasionally, occasionally we do, as a matter of fact. (laughs) Well, I want to make sure the audience knows how to uh, get to your website, which is ConnectionsZoo.com. And what is really important to think about is that these are building skills for self-image in times of stress, anxiety, and change. And it helps develop strong relationships. So, Kirsten, thank you so much for sharing thank your you. wisdom, your work, what you're discovering, and the opportunities for us to have a guide, have a game, have something um, to make it meaningful, and and to learn for ourselves and to learn for our kids. So, thank you, thank you for taking the time to share with us about Connection Zoo. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Laurie. Absolutely. And you're listening to AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, and we're on Connections Radio Show. Next week, we're going to be having the Diversity Institute talk to us about the 4th of July and Independence Day and African Americans and Independence Day. There's sort of a mixed feeling about that. So stay with us. Join us next week on Connections Radio Show.